did. Where, where do you go? Uh, the Bead Gallery in Roseville. Um, Is that uh, off of Douglas? It's across. That's the one that's over. That's the Bead Shop. Okay. Something else now. It's like beads and crystals and more. Uh huh. They're nice. I like them. But the bead gallery is um, there, right next to the gun vault. Believe it or not. Oh, over, over Heck yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. okay. They're right across from Costco. When I first ca came to uh, Sacramento, when I first moved here, there was a big billboard over by Cal Expo, and it was like for guns and dolls. They were having a big show oh, at yeah, Cal Expo. the guns and dolls show. Guns and dolls show. I was like, oh, God. That's a perfect moment. Isn't it? And they do it every year. And got dudes in there. I'm sure it wasn't like guns and gals, like, <laughs> like girls modeling guns, uh, dolls. No, no, yeah. the, that would be much better. But no, yes, no, I wish show. it was. It was like the creepy doll show. Like the guys get their guns, the girls get their dolls. Weird, odd. Are you ready? I'm ready if you are. Okay, producer Brandon here with uh, my wife Haley. We are at uh, Ink Off Me. Uh, at the Sacramento location. Ink Off Me is the home of all the laser goodness with uh, tattoo removal, spider veins, hair removal, uh, what else, acne treatments. Am I missing anything? There's a whole bunch brown of spots. brown spots, age spots. Are those the same thing? Brown yeah. and age spots? Yeah, similar. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, and today we are uh, actually joined with Jamie and Barb, our favorite people here at uh, Ink Off Me. Not just because we work with them all the time, but they're really the only ones that we've seen here other than a few other people work at the front desk. But we absolutely love you guys and we're happy to be back because you guys have been closed down for, um, gosh, a couple months. Couple months. Yeah. And so now you guys are finally opening up at uh, the Ink Off Me location in Sacramento for sure. Are all of your locations opening up at a limited capacity? Not yet because the other counties haven't lifted some of the restrictions and they're not in the same phase as we are. Um, so once they slowly start uh, raising those restrictions, we'll start opening up the other offices and get the other staff. Hey, don't you guys have an office in Berkeley? We do. Yeah, that must be the hardest hit. Yeah, yes. that one closed first two weeks before we did, unfortunately. Um, and then Stockton is still closed. Um, but luckily, you know, that's relatively close. Some of the patients can still come here yeah. and get treatment. But we'll get, we'll get that one up and running next. Yeah, and, we're, and we are... Um, contract with the state is on hold is that correct is. because so that's the really unfortunate part it that is. we're not able to go into the prisons yeah. and uh, take care of our people in there because yeah, you have an entire mobile unit yeah that, that drives around to all the prisons in, in the state that, and you guys actually do these services is it primarily tattoo removal yes it's it's, the, it's only it's only tattoo removal and it's uh, mostly hands, neck, and face because people are, and it's only people who want to have it done. And, you know, people are getting ready to kind of reintegrate into society and they don't want a bunch of stuff on their face or their hands that would keep them from getting a job. So it's an absolutely wonderful service you yeah. guys provide. And, and, and the people we work with are fabulous. I, I really love the people who are our inmates. They're... They're really great folks. They're very grateful for mm -hmm. you know, us helping them and, and just so kind. It's and happiness all around. It is happiness all around. And yeah. unfortunately, when we do the free clinics, too, with the nonprofits, we won't be able to do those for a while until they can, they'll, they'll allow us to have more than a couple people in a, you know, a small space. Yeah. And those people are in the middle of it. A lot of, we have a lot of patients that are in the middle of getting it done so that they can go into the military and 
so that they can get jobs. Right. It's affecting everyone. And our, and our buses actually, our, our mobile unit is a good setup because you can walk into the front, you know, one person at a time and then get your treatment and go out through the back. So hopefully it won't be that long yeah, until we, were, we can do it. Uh, we were discussing this. Um, his barber was in the process of doing the same thing, becoming a mobile barber. Uh -huh. like we have mobile dog grooming service. Not that I'm comparing barbership to <laughs> dog grooming. Oh, Although... It's, it's a brilliant model. I mean, <laughs> if you can create a, a mobile barber system where you basically take a, a trailer around, almost like a food mm -hmm. truck, yeah. you can have control over the environment, the amount of people that you have in mm -hmm. there. The, cleaning it uh, yeah you, you can only let one person in you can lock the door so nobody else can just walk in you just, if you're not expecting that right and I know there's a guy who actually has a mobile shower unit for homeless people which oh, wow. is yeah, we uh, go camping there's yeah. the mobile shower places they're like uh -huh. semi trucks uh-huh mm -hmm. yeah and people can go in and mm -hmm. you know because it's hard enough being homeless without feeling that you never get to take a shower. I have showered in mobile shower trucks plenty of times in my life. <laughs> Not because you've been homeless. No, no. <laughs> but camping, for camping reasons. Yeah. Uh, I think my first experience was um, uh, Sierra Trek when I was six, uh, it was 16, um, uh, 15, 16, something like that. And they had like a mobile shower unit. And the people I was with happened to be working like the shower duty, like <laughs> shower duty. Anyways, <laughs> but um, you know, anytime we went to the racetrack to go camping with uh, Robert, our friends, uh, to go to Laguna Seca, we would go shower in the, the the shower truck. You know, they're perfect. They're set up. You get your own space. You you don't have to compete with anybody else, and even your own dressing area. That's so, nice. Yeah, they have like it's like you walk in and it's like a shower stall is towards the back. It's the last thing you do, but there's an area, there's a bench, there's hooks, there's curtains, there's doors. You can be completely isolated in those spots. I think there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to turn to creative ways like that in order to mm -hmm. uh, get by in this environment. And so we're glad that you guys are opening back up. And even if it's on a limited, limited way, just tattoo removal right now. Um, but if you are interested in their services uh, at Ink Off Me, you can visit them at inkoffme.com. Um, and we're gonna just do a quick tattoo removal yeah, session. You guys wanna hear how quick this goes? On Haley. <laughs> we'll also jibber jabber about what everybody's been up to because you guys have been taking a lot of time off as, the, as, as uh, you mentioned that this uh, ink company's been closed for a couple of months. What have you guys been up to? What's, what have you been doing to keep busy, Barb? Well, folks, an adventure. I found out why plumbers make so much money. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> and you know, what is it about systems in your house? I, you know, I, I tell you, I, uh, I put in a little system with my, um, I put in a bidet, right? <laughs> and I went to YouTube and I read all the instructions twice because, you know, I'm that kind of girl, you know, I'm a nurse and I like to do things by the book and know what I'm getting into. And of course, I have to say there were a lot, there was a lot of choice swearing going on because <laughs> anyone who's ever worked on a toilet, you know, it's in a small space and it's also, you're taking the nuts off upside down. So you're there. How many times did you 
thread it the wrong way and have to unscrew it and screw it back. That is my biggest pet peeve. Righty tighty, lefty Lucy, but you know when righty tighty is upside down, right. lefty Lucy is the way to go, right? And so here I am. You know, I have an IQ of you know somewhere in the 140s, and you should have seen me. It was hilarious. I was going, it's this way, it's that way. It was like the the angel was on one shoulder, the devil was on the over, other shoulder, and he was going, Nah, you're doing it wrong. Do it this way. And I was finally I figured it out and I got the thing apart and then came the reinstallation and you know you know what YouTube doesn't tell you they don't tell you that you need to use Teflon tape when you're doing a high-pressure oh, no. reconnection so oh. here I am thinking oh, all right this is really good I got the whole thing connected and the areas that weren't high-pressure Fine. They didn't leak or anything. I connected that puppy to the to the bidet, turned on the power, and water went everywhere. I mean, it was everywhere. And then, of course, in order to turn it off, what do you have to do? You have to bend over and turn off the valve, right? So your face is right where the thing is spraying all over you. And uh, yeah, so. What but was I, your favorite cuss word in this whole process? Well, I use the. The MF word a lot, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but my favorite one is you cocksucker. You know? yes. I, t- I tend to reserve that word for you know when I'm really upset at something like a sewing machine when you're trying to thread it, you know, and it does something like that. In fact, when my daughter was 14 years old, I had taught her how to sew, and she was in the uh, <clears throat> in the craft room, and I hear her yell out. <clears throat> you cocksucker and I said my goodness and she said what she goes that's what you call it and I and I had to realize it was that's what I always called it that so yeah but I did get the bidet up and running but you know what I started to say about systems in your house is this it's kind of like when you work on one thing in your car and then something else goes wrong and then something else it's like it puts whatever the chi is in your house out of balance, right? Mm -hmm. So I get it all set up on the toilet and uh, for some reason, I flush the toilet, you know, to test it, right? And the water was not coming back into the bowl very well. So I pull off the top of the tank, I look in there and there's this thing, it looks kind of like a mushroom on top of the fill tube. So I saw one rod going this way and I thought that's not supposed to go that way. What do I do? I pull off the top of this mushroom thing. I twist it off and water starts shooting out of the toilet and I got to bend over again and turn off the damn thing. So I turn it off and I'm like, oh, motherfucker. And so then... So I'm not so sure I love this bidet you recommended. <laughs> the bidet, the bidet itself was fine. It was the plumber that was having the problem. You know what I'm saying? Operator error. Oh, I did have to stop and have a cocktail. Yes. That would be him for sure. That was. That was. That was before I uh, discovered the Teflon tape part. So. That was my own epiphany, you know, probably need to use 
Teflon tape yeah. on this, so that worked out fine. I wouldn't even I wouldn't put a shower head without using Teflon tape. Just but because. you know, <laughs> I did have to go make my favorite light cocktail, which is a French seventy-five. Yes. So yes. delicious. Yes. Those for, are my favorite. For the lay people, describe what the French 75 okay, is. Okay, the French 75 is you put a couple of ounces of gin, a couple of ounces of lemon juice, and a little bit, like an ounce and a half, an ounce of simple syrup in a ice shaker jar. You shake that puppy up real good. You pour it over a glass of ice, and then you get your champagne, and you put about three ounces of Prosecco or a champagne on the top of there. Put a lemon twist in there. It's kind of like pure alcohol. Yeah, you wait. You wait. Yeah, it's like wine with gin and other stuff in it. It's it's a supercharger. And Delicious. Then, it's like a it's like a gin mimosa. It's very tasty. Um, it's one of my favorites too. I read that it's like a souped-up Tom Collins. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, that I had to have that before I reconnected the bidet, and then you know, at, when I finished with it, I went back to have another one to celebrate. Of course. <laughs> she put it on Facebook, and I, I was I called her right away because she put the whole story in there, and I was like. I'm coming over. <laughs> as soon as she got there, I was like, come back here. Come look at my bidet. <laughs> Take a first Don't spin. use it. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. Bidets are amazing. I've only had the pleasure of using one once, and that was at a, on a Hawaiian vacation. We stayed at a nicer resort, and this thing was like the Cadillac of bidets. I mean, it had seat. It had, it had a heat function or cooling function. It had a massage feature, so the water would like you know go in a massaging bu- 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 it would come the little nozzle would go short of me being able to like check my email and and you know balance my checkbooks on it it was amazing and I, is, i've been hooked on them ever since there's one thing i didn't like about the bidet and it's just the nature of it it would actually do the heated drying function for you oh. so it was drying and then there was heated drying y'all ever stuck your head in the toilet you know that smell? You can almost induce a vomit. Yes. Like, if you gotta throw up, just stick your head in the toilet. Right. Right? Because it makes. It's usually where so I throw heated, up anyway, so. The heated butt dryer will just amplify that in toilet bowl smell <laughs> right oh, straight God. up your legs and into your face. Uh, so just yeah. FYI. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> your about that. Your toilet's clean. <laughs> so, you guys uh, are. Uh, alcohol connoisseurs it seems absolutely um a lot of people are drinking more since all of this covid stuff yes i'm trying to drink responsibly and not get (laughs) drunk two days in a row i know it's kind of hard to to do and that's got nothing to do at 9 (laughs) a.m well there's a difference between being high and being fall down drunk so you know jamie was kind enough to make some uh homemade limoncello which was mm-hmm. delicious. Thank you so much You're for that. Uh, Barb gave me the recipe, actually. Yeah, oh, that's really? a good thing to supercharge your drinks with. Yeah. See, I'm oh, telling yeah. you, Barb and I were just separated at birth. That's that it. That's, that's one of my favorites to make. We used to do it for Christmas every year in the family. We'd get Meyer lemons from our Uncle Ron's, oh. and we'd peel them, and, and we'd have all sorts of batches. We did um, orange cello with vodka one year. I did that this year. Mm-hmm. Did yours come out bitter at first? No. Mine uh-uh. came out so bitter and I was so heartbroken. I put it in the, the deep freezer in the garage and a year later found it and went, oh, that's right. 
clearly needed to let it sit longer than the two weeks that it normally sits. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it tasted like candy, and it was the first thing we drank. Like, oh. It was gone. And I've never repeated it, and I wish I had, but oh, my God, the I orange think, one. Yeah, I think it, it makes a difference if you use 100-proof vodka or just regular old vodka. Yeah. If you use regular old vodka, you've got to age it for longer. Yeah, that might have been it. I think I had a bottle of Sky Vodka, like crappy vodka, and I thought there's the only way you can improve this mm -hmm. is this. But we always used um, Everclear was our, yes. yeah, the, what is it, 150 proof? Yep. yep, that stuff is awesome, and that'll really supercharge your drink, let me tell you. Or you could use Tahoe Blue Vodka. I, done. I did use Tahoe Blue Vodka. I used it on my limoncello, and it was fabulous. As in, yeah, fabulous enough to drink in a martini, folks. Definitely. Mm, mm, mm. TahoeBlueVodka.com. <laughs> I made some infused raspberry um, liquor with Tahoe Blue Vodka also. Oh, so good. Did you taste it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I let yeah. it sit for about three weeks. Uh -huh, like good. three and a half weeks and mm -hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. I had to try it. I know. it. It's just calling your name. It's there in that bottle and it's so red funny. and shiny oh, yeah. and, you know. We did, um, we did a spicy, it was a spicy meatball drink. It was when we were, they were still doing the drinking of the maggots. Mm -hmm. This was, you know, way back. It called for sausage-infused whiskey. So we had to what? make the whiskey. Because we had to make the sausage-infused whiskey, and so we got a spicy Italian sausage, and, like, they tell you how to do it. Basically, you put it, was it you put it in the whiskey, mm -hmm. and then you let it sit for a few days, and then you put it in the freezer, mm -hmm. And then all, and like you, you can pour it into like a bowl, I think is what we had to put in like a jar or something with like a, a larger lid because of the chunks of, you had to cook the meat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Don't put it in raw, that's just, <laughs> I don't feel like I should have to say that, no. but I know cook I can. Cook the meat first. Cook the meat first. Uh, and then what you do is you strain, you basically just pour it out because all the fat mm -hmm. and the meat will just coagulate and freeze at the top oh. and it just comes right off. Nice. Strain it and then you're left with. Spicy sausage flavored whiskey. It doesn't suck. It didn't suck, oh, wow. but it's specific. Like you, you need to be specific. craving spicy sausage vodka or uh, uh, whiskey. Whiskey. It needs to go only with this drink, unless you get creative and try to figure Bloody out. Bloody Marys. Well, or... I guess that could mm. work, but whiskey and Bloody Marys. I don't know. Yeah, or yeah, it... uh, maybe as just a just, just a tone shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I don't mind the cilantro flavored vodka in my. Bloody Mary, I think that's a nice one, but, yeah, sure. you know. Well, I'll have to try that. Oh, no, that when, we, when, uh, when I was going to uh, college when I was younger, we used to make this stuff called Krudka, and it was vodka with a, used to be called a lid of pot, and you would put the pot into the vodka mm -hmm. and let it stay in there for, you know, as long as you could which back in those days was maybe two weeks, and everybody would start hitting up on the crudka. That was the nastiest tasting stuff. It smelled like, it burned your throat, and it smelled like pot while it was going down. You made a, you guys were literally doing a- It's like a tincture. You guys literally made tinctures. You didn't even know you were doing yeah, it. Way ahead of the curve. You like, made like, like low dose tincture. It's more drunk than stone, but you know. And that's literally what they do. They take the keef and you know the concentrate. Yep, yep. And they'll dig, you know, stick it in some sort of grain, usually grain alcohol. Okay. It depends. Um, I know that just from inside information, um, you have to basically have a liquor license to sell and distribute tinctures. Mm. If you think about it. But if you make your own at home. Right. But making your own home is not illegal. There you <laughs> go. So.
We used to make spody. I think it, we would um, put a whole bunch of different liquors, um, rum, vodka, into say an ice chest, and then yeah. cut up fruit and just let it sit. Oh, you know, almost like a sangria. Yeah, almost like a sangria, and we you know do it throughout the week, and then over the weekend have us have a spody party. That's fun. And Brandon, yeah, what exactly. did you make that fabulous punch that you made? From? Oh yeah, it was like yeah. blackberries and was it grape juice? It was blackberries, no. vodka, sugar, maybe the pomegranate lemons, juice, pomegranate juice, and lemons. Yeah. Oh my was God, so it was to die for. Yeah, yeah. all fresh squeezed, squeezed juices. The lemons came from there. They're the Meyer lemons from our neighbor's yeah, from backyard. my neighbor's tree. She mm -hmm. lets me jump over the fence and steal them off of the She tree. actually came over and said, if you ever want lemons, just take them. There's more than I could ever use. And so. just fall over her ground, so. They're some of the best lemons we've ever had. Oh my God, the so. best. All right, guys, are you ready to do the tattoo? Yeah. Lasers, engage. All right, turning on the laser. Can you get to the tattoo? Do I need to? Uh... I'm gonna have Jamie just hold your shirt right okay. here. Do you want me to come around, Barb? I think you can do it from over there. This tattoo is up on the shoulder and I'm going to be using two lasers on it. So one of the lasers we use for everything and then there's a very special laser called a ruby laser that I use for green. I haven't smelled another person in ages, you guys. It smells really good. Sorry. Let's see about beauty. Exactly. <laughs> you guys have a mask policy in place right now, right? We do. And the provider will be wearing an N95, what's called an N95 mask. Mm -hmm. And then the person who's getting their tattoos will just wear a regular mask. The person who's being chewed will be wearing a regular mask. And they're only letting one person in the office at the time. So am I getting special treatment with, for being with Haley? Oh, yes. Or is it like a patient at a time and their guests? Well, or? and we know no, that just you guys one? have been taking precautions. Just one patient at a time. Yeah. It's the more we can kind of decrease exposure, the better for everyone. Are you ready? Yes. All right, you'll hear some popping. That's the sound of the laser breaking up the ink. Oh, kind of forgot how that felt. Oh, yeah. Feel good? Oh, great. <laughs> so great. <laughs> I always tell people it feels a little bit like bacon grease popping on your skin. But it's very, very quick. Right, Haley? Oh, yeah. Real fast. It's a moderate, moderately sized tattoo and uh, we are three-fourths of the way done with it. We're treating the black right now. Just doing the black. There's only a tiny bit of green, so... You said this, this treatment itself is three-quarters done for today, or...? For today. That's how quick it is. A lot of pe people, when they come in, they're like, oh, how long is this going to take? Yeah. How many minutes is this going to take? Time. And it's, it's really quick. It usually takes seconds. So this tattoo on Haley is a more grayish color and outline of a cat on her right shoulder blade. And how many treatments have you had on it so far? This is the third treatment. Yep, third treatment. 
So are you going to do the blue, uh, sorry, the green also work? Yeah, I'm going to do the green. I'm going to use a ruby laser on that. And you have to use, so you have to use different lasers for different colors to get them removed. I do. How many times, how many more sessions is it going to take until Haley sees her tattoo finally Well, it's probably going to take about five more times to get rid of this. It looks so bad, though. It's not bad. Less than 10, around 10 on average, would you say? Depending yeah, on we, the we usually quote 11 to 14, and it depends on how dark the tattoo is, whether it's a professional tattoo, amateur tattoos take less time. Uh, when you have color in your tattoo, that's a little harder to remove. So that may take a little longer. When we get finished with Haley's, she may just have the green that I'm working on and everything else may be gone. green glasses on for the ruby laser. So, so why don't you give him the green and just stand here and close your eyes for a minute while I'm doing it. So a ruby laser is actually has a ruby crystal in here and the electricity is run through the ruby crystal and it makes it come out at a 694 nanometer length. So different colors take different uh, wavelengths. So this is a 694. Here we go. And this particular laser just does one little pop at a time. Because the wavelength is a little shorter than our classic laser that we use for black, which is 10, 1064 nanometer length, it doesn't really hurt as much. Correct? Correct. Yeah. And we're done. Okay. Sorry to shake there for a second. <laughs> Less than 10 minutes. That was easy. Oh, yeah. And what's neat about crystals is my specialty. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons you guys use Ruby is because it slows the light down to exactly what they want it. Yeah. Um, so, and the only one I can remember off the top of my head is diamond. So, what, when light enters the diamond, it is the only substance on earth that does it. It slows it down from 186,000 miles per second to 44,000 miles per second. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so each one has a different light refraction. So, And we also have a smaller wavelength of 532, but there's some weird thing that they do with doubling the frequency, and it halves the wavelength. Mm -hmm. So it still uses an, stack. In, yeah, an NDAG crystal, which is neodymium yttrium aluminum garnet crystal. So that's a man-made crystal. Mm -hmm. And that somehow does what you were talking about, which slows down the light in just the right way. Just the way you need it to. Yep. Yeah. So Interesting stuff. That's called a YAG laser. That's shortened to a YAG laser. And you might recognize that term, the really strong magnets, the neo... Mm -hmm. I always say it wrong. I always want to say neodymium. <laughs> neodymium. Neodymium. Yeah. You guys are, are related, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. You guys are like looking at us like, duh. Don't you know? <laughs> My friend and I are like, yeah. Uh -huh. We're like, we're like right. expecting the class to take notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on the test next week. Any questions? <laughs> well, cool. Um, thank you guys for letting us talk your ears off and uh, we're happy to be back finally yeah after months of you guys so what what is uh, your operating hours for now for now we're Thursday Friday Saturday 9 to 5 okay um, and we'll open that up slowly as we as restrictions are lifted and 
Um, we're excited to have our patients back and to see everybody and help everybody out again. You know, it's been hard. Yeah. Yeah, and we're operating very safely, so Definitely. you're not going to come here and have there be a crowd of people or, no. or anyone. I think we're only taking one patient every 45 minutes, so you'll come in, have your treatment, and leave before anybody else shows up. So. And right now we're booking almost to the end of June. Oh, wow. Yeah. That and that's just that's tattoo good. removal. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and it, like you said, you're only doing tattoo removal right now. Correct. Do you have any idea, like, when you so, might be able to do your other services? The other services are considered more cosmetic, so probably in phase three is what I'm thinking, maybe in a couple of weeks when the, you know, when barbershops can open. Barbershops and hairdressers. Okay. Yeah. And I know you guys will all be at the hairdresser that week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight you for it. Did you see my stupid bun? Oh yeah, my god. Yeah. So She's long. got her hair all tied up. It looks great. Yeah. Mine I have a foam piece in there. Like, I did, like, the foam ring, but damn, dude, it's just been a night. It's not holding a curl. It's rats nesting. Like Yeah, mine looks like a flock of seagulls over here. <laughs> I just grabbed my hair. It was so long and just cut like four inches off. I probably like, could really? do that. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah. probably do the same thing and my, my hairdresser would still be like, I don't know, did you mess with your hair? <laughs> no. Touched it. I've been sitting on it. Like I'll sit down and actually sit on it now. It's, it's It is ridiculous. It's like wow. right to my butt. Yeah. It's a pain. Yeah. Literally. It's we a all, pain. We all miss those creature comforts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of getting my hair pulled in the middle of the night by you, me, animals. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happens when your hair gets longer. It's like, ah. All the time. I miss yeah. pedicures, too. My toes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I've been using the glue-ons, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, so those are just the glue They have glue-on toenails. I know this because you see that dark line across that toenail? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, all yeah. the nail I have on that foot. Yeah, I remember Oh, that's right. So I've been wise to these for a few years now. I went to Walmart. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to stock up. Nobody knows. Dude, they had like four left. I cleared them out. <laughs> Everybody was getting their fake nails. I was like, you all suck. You all complained about this. You complimented me every time you saw it. And I'd be like, I just glued them on. And now you're taking my stock. I know. <laughs> you do not deserve it. <laughs> I know. I went to Walmart probably about a month ago. Just happened to cruise by the fabric section, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, I was going to make some masks. It was clean oh, out. Yes. There was gone. nothing there. I am telling you. The craft area. Mm -hmm. I, I'm making jewelry too during yeah. this whole thing. And boy, there's not much there. Not much there. I should definitely show you the bead shop place, the bead gallery. You got to go there because they're go. super affordable. And okay. she's a fellow GI. Not we didn't like go to school together, but the owners are GIA graduates as well. Okay. So I like to support my local alumni. <laughs> So other than jewelry, what have you been doing? Um, animals, yeah. work. Yeah, fortunately, we've both had jobs mm -hmm. during this whole process, so really grateful for that. Yeah, I, it's been a lot of work home, work home. We cat proof the backyard. Uh, wow, right. I want to see that. Well, except for the one, one of our neighbor's fence is weaker than the other one, and they keep kind of busting the bottom things really like brittle wood so it's like creating their little thin. escape hatches underneath the fence. so we'll walk out and we'll see like they're digging holes yep. like, popping oh. boards out so yeah so we're we're kind of dealing with like a bit of a fence repair situation so mm -hmm. i haven't had to have like i haven't been able to have free reign like we would like so they did get out one morning and i was running around the neighborhood with higgins under my arm because i found him barefoot it's like 9 30 
You'd think people were awake. Nobody was awake, right? Our whole neighborhood was like gone. And I'm running around going, Mitsubishi. Like I sound like an idiot. Nobody knows they're my cats. <laughs> I'm knocking on just like, did Look you see some my really car. Pretty cats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I lost my car. Oh, they, they were only in the neighbor's yard because they, they didn't That's know how to know. get up over a fence. They went through. Yeah. Okay. So like they didn't put it together. And then he comes running out. He's like, I found him. And we're yelling at each other through the neighborhood. I'm like, stop yelling! And our neighbor, this particular neighbor doesn't speak any English. So very little, trying very, to explain that we have cats in their backyard right. and that we just want to get back there and pick them up and get them out, they weren't having it. So fortunately, they just crawled right back through the same hole. And then we just had to seal it up real quick. But, yeah. yeah. So get the chicken wire. Yeah, yeah. we have a, we have the, we've been using gutter guard. Oh, because uh -huh. it, it's it comes off really easy and it's uh -huh. easy to work with and like it's still just a temporary house and right now they're temporary fences because our back fence got replaced right before right. the birthday party you guys saw that and uh -huh. but the neighbors on either side we need to have um, our landlord needs to kind of work with them and it was just weird transition so the fences need some attention he's aware of it but the neighbors that don't speak English don't really want to pay either right so. There's that, and I don't want to deal with it. It's not my problem. But what about um, for fun, what are you guys doing for fun? Uh, we're playing music a little bit more, which has been nice. Oh, hey, yeah. me too. Have you? What have you? Yeah. What have you been playing? I got a concert ukulele. Nice. Yeah, really? I love it. It's, yeah, it's really, it's a really pretty. Right it's now. the traveler kind, but the hilarious thing is I also play accordion, so, you know. That's great. Oh, my gosh. I love it. So I know. I am such a nerd. We often, well, sometimes, uh, we are trying to make it more often, uh, collaborating with a group of people that listen to this, this podcast um, that have musical talents to make songs together. And uh, one we did just recently was a cover of Lean On Me. I, oh, an accordion would have been that. great. We might need to incord, uh, uh, include the accordion in one of our next collaborations. All right, I'd love that. That would be fun. Okay, yeah. Fresh sure. me in. Do you, you play it. just mainly polka, or what's your, what's your go-to no, jam on the accordion? I just play it for fun. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, what else have we been? Oh, we've been trying to watch as many scary movies that are good as possible. That's, That's become true. a thing lately. I'm trying to find some good scary movies. Yeah, we're running out, y'all. Like mm. I'm starting. So, what's your favorite scary yeah, movie? Well, like hers. of all time. Yeah. Like I'd have to do like in order. It'd be like Poltergeist, OG. I have not seen that. I was so afraid to watch that. The first one? Yeah. Oh my God, it's such a great movie. Still to this day, you haven't watched it? I have not seen it to you've, this day. You've not witnessed the, the tequila monster, the white ghost, the face <laughs> in the closet, no. none, awesome. the clown, oh, the tree, the Guy braces, yeah. oh, the maggots in the meat, yeah. oh, and the train, the ghost train. Oh my God! You know, I think when you're a nurse, your business is fixing people up. I don't like those slasher movies either. It's not. It's like, oh my yeah. God! It's it's, it's very creepy, and they get so much right. Like as far as like the paranormal world is considered, they get a lot right. Oh, it's oh, worth that it. That sounds interesting. I guess. I've so. also never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. <sighs> Skip it. God, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd it's say campy. number two would be The Thing. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, yeah. I've okay. seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, like, all of the stuff. They would, like, with the dog scene where, like, you see the tentacles coming out. Somebody was standing under them flying, like, flinging whips. <laughs> That's how they got that. I love that stuff. Uh, love Pet Cemetery. Love it. Original Pet yes. Cemetery. Uh -huh. Yes. Um, 
gosh, uh, Event Horizon always gave me the willies. That one was always really that creepy. One. That one's good. I like the first Halloween. Really? Yeah. See, I've never been a slasher fan. Yeah. It's just always... Mike Myers, when he comes out of the bush, you're just like, holy mm. shit. Paranormal for me, I think, always tops my list. Like, How about I Married an Axe Murderer? That's that a, a great good one. Movie. Yeah. That's a good, That's movie. A good movie. It's just a great movie. Yeah, yeah it's just a great movie. Yeah. It's so funny. I think that was one of the Mike Myers kind of first. Yeah. More serious. I think it was my yeah. first Ish time ever roles. seeing him in a movie. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that was his first. But that came before Wayne's World. I wonder. Might have. I think have. it may have. That, yeah. Now I'm going to be going home and looking that up. Speaking mm -hmm. of classics like that, do you guys remember Once Bitten? Oh, yes. Jim Carrey. Yeah, I don't, but you know, I loved um, American Werewolf in London. That, that was, was a good movie. movie. That was a great movie. Do you guys remember the movie, um, uh, was it Wolf with uh, Jack Nicholson? Yes, and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That movie is a, that that's, was a good movie. That's a good one. Yeah. There's, a, uh, there's a new movie that it was supposed to come out April 27th called... Um, Antlers, and it, it's oh, any, yes. yes, right? Anything based on uh, Native American lore, you'll have me in a hot second. Mm -hmm. Even if it's done poorly, you'll have me just like that. Mm -hmm. So it's based on the uh, Wendigo, which is this, it's sort of a creature that takes on the form of like its greed and anger and like, and it becomes this kind of monstrous thing. And it usually is something that inhabits a person and they become this hideous creature, right? So it's based on that. and I. They had to post, but I'm so heartbroken because it looks so good and they never get them right. <laughs> They're not going to do it on demand like they did with the other movies? I don't, I, I would, if I'm going to be honest, we all know how horror movies go, especially ones based in mythological creatures. Um, they never typically, typically get really big openings anyway. Okay. So if, if it were me, I would be doing the, you know what, we'll wait till we can actually get a theatrical release because they'll make it better than an on-demand. I'm surprised that they're not doing more movies on demand, especially like when the quarantine lockdown first started, they started releasing those movies um, available to purchase on like Amazon or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think that since like that was almost like a test run that, I mean, it was like Trolls and, uh, you know, all, yeah. these, all these campier movies and that, that aren't like major blockbusters. I bet it was yeah. more of a test run to see if it was even going to be a feasible mm -hmm. thing. So I think that. Yeah, we haven't seen any new. They're gonna wait. Any other new releases like that come out on on-demand choices? Not since that first. No major yeah. names. Nothing. Like yeah. they could, they could easily do Top Gun two this summer, but they're gonna wait. I would see, and that's another one I would wait if it were. Uh, yeah, I'd want to see that in the theater. I wouldn't want to see that exactly. on TV. Right, yeah. I, w I would want, it. and as the studio, I'd want that a the theatrical release for sure because. But do we? Yeah. I mean, where is the movie experience gonna be? enjoyable enough well, for us to hold on because when they made the movies this was not a discussion we would be having so right. you know if, if you're talking about something like antlers which has probably some decent amount of cgi in it which we know is expensive and you know it's a horror movie that's probably not going to make a huge big release you mm -hmm. need to get back everything that you can and top gun we know for a fact that they were using real fighter jets they were not computer generated like tom cruise was told he couldn't fly them like he was like they had to pull them <laughs> off of them <laughs> but, out of the driver's seat Tom. yes <laughs> but like so the production on those would be really big and you'd yeah. need to make it up but there's sure. no way there's no way you do that in an on-demand setting. Fill a house with 20 people and start a movie, you just lost how many hundreds of dollars? Yep. Yeah. So, I hate to be the whole, you know, businessman about it, but if we're, if we're talking about studios and 
if you want good movies in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was smart they did that with the kids' movies because yeah. parents are going crazy. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, wasn't Onward one of the ones that they did? Yeah, yeah, I think that was actually the first one. We watched it and it was super was cute. Pretty good. Was it? Yeah. I liked it. I haven't seen it yet. I wa- so watch it. Yeah, it's funny. I'll try to check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for the, the kids and the parents, you know, for multiple reasons, but it just feels like. I, I just sympathize because kids rely on going to school to be with their friends and structure stru- the structure of it yeah. all. You know. The... How's your son holding up? He's doing okay because yeah. um, he's a busy guy. Um, yeah. He plays two sports. He plays bo- golf and basketball. Um, we are fortunate that um, he can still train with his coach. That That's you know good. they just you know at the court just him and him and his coach and he'll train and he's been getting actually pretty beefy we're working out you know we do yoga and we walk and bike with our friends sometimes you know is the homeschooling been challenging oh my god fuck homeschooling (laughs) (laughs) it's like 50 50 i I appreciated teachers before but now and i feel so bad because they had such a short amount of time to try to figure it all out Mm -hmm. and for the kids to kind of you know, figure out Zoom and Meetup and yeah. the times, and um, the kids are at different paces, and you can see that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I know a few people that are like, "Fuck homeschool." Yeah. You're one of them. And then some people that are like, "I've never seen my child excel better." And and that's and I fe- I feel like he's doing really well with what we're doing, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're it's a slow pace. And yeah. how are we going to go from fifth grade to sixth grade? and be at where he should be at the sixth grade right. level starting. So it sounds like they're going to do AM, PM classes and then have, not have the kids eat lunch at school, right. eat at home. So it's going to be hard for working parents. Like, you're going to do half days. And yeah, see, I was wondering if this is what they were going to do. Um, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was asking, you know, I wonder if they're going to be doing like almost like a block schedule. Yeah, definitely. You know, where... and. You almost have to cancel summer break. You'd have to go on to more of a um, year-round not, school. yeah year-round schooling, which I think is detrimental to students anyway. Like you get to eighteen and you spent eighteen years having a summer break every year, and then you get a job at a high school and college, and they're like, yeah, no, you don't you don't get your summer vacation, you know. But year-round schooling and these kind of schedules can at least help prepare, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It comes as a shock, and I think that's why we run into a lot of um, entitlement attitudes with teenagers and younger adults. So they're like, I used to get three months off in the middle of the year, and now I have to work. And yeah. I know I didn't like it. I know, and I think one of the big problems is uh, our parents who work in uh essential jobs that may not be the highest paying jobs they can't stay home and you know they're not they're not home to homeschool their kids right Right. now and um, I know the superintendent of schools was talking about that and they're very worried about you know those kids not being at grade level when they already have right other things that they're dealing with you know socioeconomic pressures so our society I feel like our society is never going to be quite the same. No. You know, we're all going through this huge thing. Yeah. I'm hoping that going through it together will help us all be more aware of each other's struggles. I hope so too. Unique 
situation. Yeah, I, I imagine I that so. schools are going to be forever changed. Work is going to be forever changed. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of companies that can go, you know, we don't need to pay this much for this building or have this, mm -hmm. and you know, we can compensate our employees better by having them work from home. And you know, and yeah. and back to the schooling thing. I don't see a reason for not splitting them up into different groups and even circling them through those groups, but having, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays and Tuesdays, Thursdays and, you know, just so that you, they can at least get them not only back on track, but you'll have smaller class sizes, which means they should be able to excel better anyway for those who need it. And I imagine there's going to be a ton of kids that don't go back. There's right. going to be a ton of parents that are like, homeschool really did work for us. Yeah. Yeah. So... Speaking of essential workers, um, you know, I used to work in a, ho a big hospital system, yeah. and my friends are worried about their jobs. Yeah. You know, um, they're expecting layoffs coming this summer. This is the slow time in medicine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I worked in the ICU and ER through other, you know, like H1N1 and SARS, um, and it's it's scary. But if you're, you know, if it's slow now, you know, people are being furloughed and. Um, the hospital management's taking cuts in pay, which they should. <laughs> right. But but you know. And uh, state workers are, state are workers going are to getting... be decreased by ten percent. I was talking to a friend of mine who used to be a state worker, and she said they'll just have people take like three or four days off yeah. a month. So that'll be nice for some people, mm -hmm. um, but it won't be so nice for others that have to take a ten percent decrease in pay. Yeah, definitely. One good thing is I've been showing Kellen like um, Barb gave me a sander. Mm -hmm. So we've been sanding furniture and painting and so that's something we probably wouldn't have done yeah. with our busy schedule. So now he knows how to use a sander. That's awesome. Um, he uh, refinished a cabinet, a small cabinet. Um, so those that's the positive side of all of this is we've he's I've taught him some things that I probably wouldn't have been able to and we'll probably go shooting soon. I'll probably clean up the guns and um, take them shooting. I hope that our kids that are homeschooled get to see what it's like to be home. Right. And like how to run a household even right. when they're not there. Yeah, that's the good part about things yeah. kind of slowing down socially is that, you know, in the same way that people are learning to bake bread and do all those I have been things. doing so much baking, <laughs> you guys. Like, Your <laughs> stuff looks so good. You realize what you so can, good. how much you can do yourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think kids always want to help work, whether it's in the yard mm -hmm. or, you know, I know that when Jamie's son Kellen comes down here, we always put him to work doing things, so. He loves it. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's if <clears throat> you are busy or doing something, whether you're having yeah. fun or not, they think, I want to do that, like, I want to be doing something right. too, yeah. like, because it makes you feel important, it makes you feel like you're accomplishing something, and whether they know that they want that, that's something humans just naturally are drawn to. Yeah. So I, I would imagine we're going to have some pretty cool kid bakers come out of right. this. <laughs> You know those kids' cooking shows and yeah. baking shows? I bet, yeah. They're going to learn yeah. a new trade. I mean, they're learning things great. that, yeah. I think it's uh, great. Yeah, and I wonder how many of us adults are actually learning something new. Not only learning something about ourselves, but possibly learning an instrument, learning skills, about new yeah. books. Mm -hmm. You know, you can only watch so many movies, so then you have to kind of get creative. That's what I've been doing with the baking is sort of challenging myself to something. Either I've used a crutch before, like mm -hmm. angel food cake. I always just would get the box mix or mm -hmm. I would just buy the cake and you know, it was easy. And this weekend I thought, no, I want to know what it is to make an angel food cake from beginning to end. Um, it turned out great. I don't know if I'll ever do it again. They're awful. 
Do you know how many eggs? <laughs> I need ten egg whites. And then so you have to do something with the yolks. Right. Yeah. What? Not what? Make custard? I don't, Great, because yeah. I need ice cream in my fridge, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's been like every weekend I've sort of been challenging myself to do something a little different each time. I did the chocolate cream pie and the hand pies. I've been perfecting hand pies. Oh, those yeah. are awesome. You guys, it's canned pie filling and pastry. Like, Yummy. it's pie crust and pie filling. And then you just pastry cut. You can do a square. You can do whatever shape you want. She says it like, oh, yeah, you could just, it's so easy. Yeah, like you, you guys, it is, it's easier than putting together a pumpkin pie. Mm. I can cook. I can barbecue. I can't bake for shit. And my dad was a baker. My dad was a baker. And, and I'm the opposite. I'm like the kitchen chemist. Yeah. But if you give me a grill, I'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> I usually, I almost lit our fence on fire. Oh, no. I got, I got, you remember when I, I got lucky enough that I was, um, I was selling barbecues at one point in my life, like the really nice ones, uh-huh. everything from like the Weber's all the way up to like Lynx, like the, you know, $12,000 grills. They'll ruin you if you ever cook on one and then go home to cook on your own. Like oh, I no. did not understand the importance of BTUs until I cooked on something that could give me like 1200 for just a sear. I was like, oh, this is, this ruined me. <laughs> um, but I, I got to learn how to really, truly barbecue because we'd have, every once in a while, we'd do something at the store where, you know, we'd do wings or ribs or something and we'd use one of our really nice grills. So I got lucky there. But Doesn't suck. He can't bake. But I can eat baked goods. He can. Me too. Very well. Tell him why you, won't, why you can't bake. I'm really bad with instructions. Um, I like to just plow through, get things done, and just oh, no. get to the end result. He's not bad with instructions. He hates instructions. <laughs> he doesn't think there's a point I, to well, them. Well, I understand the importance to them, but I'd rather just, you know, open the box, put it together, and make it happen. I'm telling you, we would love to see you on the British Baking Show. I, I cannot even begin to think what you might do on that show. <laughs> what do you do with Ikea stuff? That is one of the first things that I start throwing the... <laughs> no! They're more of guidelines than they are instructions. No. Yeah. Suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I'll lay everything out and I'll get like a table, like my little plate, and I'll separate all of my little screws and my tools and everything, and then I'll read the instructions once and then I'll start. We are Capricorns. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you, know, you are. Just <laughs> when I cook, I don't have a recipe. I just, whatever I have... In front of me, I just, mm-hmm. so nothing's the same I, then, you know, next time I make it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of the same way for me. I have my basics, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, you, you have your, your staple, but they change a little bit here and there, but they're always kind of the same. Um, that's another thing I've been sort of practicing is um, basically baking from ground up. Uh-huh. Not, and cooking from ground up. Like, I made cake flour this weekend. Wow. I didn't know it was. What? Yeah, I know. I needed cake flour. I didn't know I had it in my cupboard till I looked a little harder. But it's basically a mixture of cornstarch and regular flour. And if you want to make it extra fine, you can put it in a food processor. It's simple. It's so simple. So. The more you know. <laughs> the other thing that we've been doing is like, I've been listening to like 90s R&B. Yeah. And just going back to music that, mm-hmm. you know. Makes you feel good. Yeah. That makes music. you back, takes you back to a time. Sort of feels a little mid-90ish, doesn't it? Yes, Right it now. <laughs> just <laughs> like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not the only one. No, Disconnecting like, from the electronics a little bit. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I listened to uh, 
a basketball game, a 1998 basketball wow. game on the radio the other day. It was the Bulls um, On the radio. Oh, that's cool. Bulls versus Jazz. It was game six. Nice. So it was like Malone, Jordan, um, that was fun. John Stockton. It was just so cool wow. to listen to the names. Yeah, sure. And Pippen, and you're just like, it does so. It feels so nineties. It does feel so nineties right yeah. now. It's so weird. I watched a show right out of the nineties uh, just last week. I just from just craving just something a dose of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I put on uh, Taxi Cab Confessions. Oh yeah! Oh, 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 oh I love that great. show. Great show. Oh my god! Oh, original reality yeah. show. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they were so nineties. The people were so nineties. It was like. It makes me want to throw a costume party. You know how we have like '80s parties, mm-hmm. dude. I'm thinking of '90s parties is. In but it can't be grunge. It can't just be a grunge. No, just it's '90s. Not period. Just grunge. Party, no, because there's grunge parties. Like no, but you have to have like the razor thin eyebrows, right? And like <laughs> yeah. the platform tennis shoes, Lisa like Frank. yeah. Jinko jeans. What were the big black shoes? Doc Martens. Doc Martens. Oh, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Okay, yeah. that's our next party. Oh, and those big, the big chain ball necklaces. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yep. The neck, you you just have it right on your neck. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and the, the stretchy chokers, which, by the way, kids, we did those first. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Yeah, those you come back. The stretchy choker necklaces. They were we called them oh, tattoo yes. necklaces. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Those made a comeback. Lacy, I haven't seen them. Yep. No, I've seen the them. lacy ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wore it to my prom. They itched so bad. There was always one section on that st- stupid necklace. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I had to take it off halfway through the prom because you, you're dancing and you're sweating yeah. and it's just it like, just gets red and yeah. it rubs and. <laughs> I had so many of those. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Yep. I think I have something. I think 90s parties. I think a 90s party is in order. When we can it have is. parties. Yeah, I was thinking it, it seems like um, you don't, like obviously there's like the memes going around and things like that, but it just feels like people are off of social media more. I feel like it's... It's, it's like you, you, the kids have now had their cake and ate it too and they're done. Mm-hmm. They're, they've had all the fill of the internet that they can have. And now that it's having to be used to go to school, they don't have the same feeling about it. <laughs> they finally understand what it is to sit in front of the computer screen all day and then come home and you don't want to do it. And you so. see, where, what happened to the friends that like had, you know, here's my beautiful life, here's, you know, here's my oh, husband and I. All of now. it gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. All gone. You, yeah. A lot, of, lot, lot less self-importance, it seems. Right, like. uh-huh. definitely. I've been, I've been liking the honest posts. The yeah. people posting their nails, yeah. and they're like, yeah. "This is me. Welcome to me." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the the charades are gone. It's over. We've all seen it for what it is. So. Fashion is now sweatpants. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. People that are defying travel orders, like the dude that recently got arrested in a in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. from New York. Don't post your shit on social media. So stupid. <laughs> Don't post yeah. rules. And in you. fact, um, companies that pay for social media posts, like Instagram models and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. um, they like a lot of those brands will actually sent out letters saying, even if it was taken before the pandemic, do not post any travel photos. Yeah. You're not allowed to post any of your travel work at all. Like, they don't want any part of it. It's very odd. So... Yeah, we need to have a 90s party this year. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We can have a party at all. <laughs> but things come back to the quote-unquote new normal. Yeah. I hate that phrase. <sighs> but at least there is some normalcy, and we're able to come visit you guys here at Ink Off Me. Thank you Thank you, Barb. Us. 
Thank you, Jamie. Of course. Uh, if you have any uh, questions or you're wondering what Ink Off Me can do for you, go to inkoff.me. Ink Just type that out in your web browser or on your phone. Um, or uh, give them a call as well. What's the phone number here? 916-600-4428. And you'll get me, Jamie. Yay. I answer the phone every time. Spelled Jammy, but it's it pronounced Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him. I was like, is it Jammy or Jamie? It's Jamie. Okay. Just don't want to be that person. <laughs> and Haley, I wanted to thank you because I know there was a couple of times where you sent me some really positive um, articles because she knows that I'm not. I'm off news totally. Yeah. I haven't watched news in eight weeks. And Good I listened you. to Barb. Whatever Barb tells me and my roommate or my housemate Zandra, who's a nurse and, and out and working. Um, but there were times when I was really down and you sent me a couple well, of really positive articles and I appreciated it because it was, it was just good timing. Tried to stay on the positive. Yeah. I tried to listen to my instincts and Jamie and I, we stay in contact. We've been sending each other some pretty good memes. Yes. Had some pretty good ones back and forth. For Definitely. sure. But right before we go, I wanted to ask real quick, and it might be a little bit longer of a question, as nurses and you know, past nurses working in all of your experiences. Mm -hmm. On a scale of, let's say, 1 to 10, how do you feel fear-wise about the coronavirus, about COVID-19? Not coronaviruses, we know those are... But COVID-19 itself, how do you feel? Well, I'd say a 5. And the reason I'm going to say a 5 is that we don't know what's going to happen in the fall and we don't know what's going to happen when everybody starts getting together again. And I think this virus, because it's a novel virus, although it falls in the coronavirus family, which the common cold is in and a couple of other things are in, it's behaving kind of unusually in the human host. You know, So in children, they're getting um, uh, inflammation in like the arteries and veins. Similar to Kawasaki disease. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like Kawasaki disease. If you can imagine your whole veins and artery system kind of being on fire, that's mm -hmm. how it's been described. So. You know, different reactions in different people and the fact that it kind of keeps coming back and lingering and um, producing sweats and fevers and everything like that. I think it's just the great unknown and that's why I will give it a five. I think we're doing, um, especially in California, have done a wonderful job with social distancing and stuff, but I think that it'll be a long time before things are, quote, back to normal, and they may never get back to the normal that we knew before. And we won't be the normal that we knew right. before either. That's the big part of it. So I think it's just, you know, being cautious and staying t tuned and uh, not buying into conspiracy factory factors. Use critical know. thinking. Use mm -hmm. critical thinking. And, you know, science is science. That's, you know, mm -hmm. one of the indisputable things about it. So I think, you know, I'll give it a, a 5 out of 10 just because jury's out. And we're still in early days right now. Jamie? Um, working through some other viruses, you know, in the ICU and the, mm -hmm. the ER, um, I'm not out there right now. Mm -hmm. um, I watched a 30-year-old die of H1N1, um, a patient that I helped God. take care of, and that was devastating. So not being out there, um, I feel like we're doing a good job in California. Um, I think everybody's helping each other out and just coming together as a society because, you know, it's, it's a rough time. You know, and I you know worked in the pediatric ICU and watched some of that you know back in other other viruses. So let's just get this under control and get our lives back. Definitely. 
Awesome. Well, thank you guys for your insights. And uh, we appreciate you both so much. And we can't wait to come back again. Bye. 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 Perfect. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.